Real True Facts, the only podcast you need. We're back again this week for your listening pleasure. My name is Sally Brown. And I am James Osterberg Jr. Hi, James. Not that one? <laughs> Not that one. Question mark. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Seymour is actually off on assignment this week, so we'll be spending ample time with our special guest today talking about the double world of doppelgangers. Yeah, I actually checked in with uh, Dr. Seymour. He told, you know, he mentioned that he couldn't make it. And I I thought it was interesting that um, his scientific experiments that kind of, you know, take him uh, out of the the out of the cut, a uh, always correspond to s- our episodes. Um, he's mm-hmm. actually researching. We did an episode on clones, which is similar to doppelgangers, and uh, and that kind of connects to what we're doing this week. And he is uh, continuing his research on cloning this week. And I, I, all I really know is that it's getting a little bit hairy. It is. Um, his last foray into cloning, he ended up um, trying to help the bees and. Uh, it kind of backfired on, on him a little bit. So hopefully he's doing a little better this time. But yeah, I mean, doppelgangers are similar to clones, I suppose, visually. But uh, a, do- a doppelganger is sort of a non-biologically related lookalike. So it looks like you, but it isn't you. And I, I, I believe the doppelganger is a German word. Is that right? It's that sounds right to me. I was going to ask you, but yeah, uh, Dalt, yeah that sounds German. And, um, uh, you know, I, I guess I just always associate doppelgangers with uh, kind of magic and witches and um, and, and uh, more of the ethereal, you know, like you said, versus uh, biological and laboratory uh, yeah. means. Yeah, they do have a paranormal aspect to them. Um in German, I believe that it translates in English to double walker. And there is this idea of the twin stranger. So it, it's something out there that looks like you, maybe sounds like you, but it's not you. Um, you know, sometimes they're harbingers of doom. Sometimes they are um, considered evil. So maybe we can get to the bottom of that with our guest today. Yeah, it's funny. It seems like a lot of the things we cover uh, may or may not be harbingers of doom. Well, it's good to um, know. It's good to find and, out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, yeah, you're right. You never know whether they are, the, in fact, the devil or whether they're super friendly. You know, yeah. that's what we're here for. And we another interesting thing, you know, we like to relate to the media and pop culture on when it comes to the the topics we discuss. And I feel like doppelgangers are really hot right now when it comes to, you know, celebrities or even films that are, that cover the topic. And, um, you know, I feel like it's, it's part of the, the current zeitgeist. Mm. Mm. Do you think you have a doppelganger? You know, I feel, I feel like it's, uh, it's almost like, um, uh, when people ask about life in outer space, right? Like, oh, well, do you believe in life uh, uh, other than Earth? And I'm like, the odds are, come on, the odds are probably. Yeah. Uh, I just have, the, I have one of those sneaking suspicions that, you know, like out there, there's probably another one of me, um, you know, and I don't know if it gets into nature versus nurture, um, if it's a, a physical copy, but it acts differently because of the way it was raised or its environment. What about you, Sally? Do you feel like, or I should say, do you know if you have a doppelganger or or maybe feel that you do? I don't know for sure, but, you know, people tell, sometimes people tell you or or me that, uh, you know, you'll go out somewhere and say, oh, you look exactly like this one person, or you remind me of this one person, or, oh, you know who you look like, and then they'll they'll say a celebrity or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, like, uh, you know. Ryan Reynolds, seems like a Rodney Rodney for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like. We, we get those a lot. And uh, I think that's different. So I don't think I have a doppelganger just because people say I look like celebrities, but they don't say, oh, you look like another version of yourself. Or like, oh, I've already met you before. You live in Indiana or I've already met you. I, I saw you at Target. It's like, oh, you look like Margot Robbie. She's a star of that movie. And, oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I could see that. Oh, thank you so much. And it's like a compliment. But I feel like if someone said that I had a doppelganger. It would almost be like a scary thing because they say, oh, is there an evil version of me out there? Or am I the evil version? And, and there's a good version out there. You don't know. Um, so, 
you know, maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I do. Maybe that's something that we can find out in the same senses as like when we did the cloning episode, it's like, what, what are the, what's the percentage of you being a clone? It's like, well, is there a percentage of us having or being a doppelganger? Do we know? Maybe we can find out. Yeah. Don't let me forget to ask, or you can ask, uh, you know, if, if, if there's a way to know if you are a, a doppelganger. Now, I, I'm remembering because, like you said, I think it would be more scary. It wouldn't be like, hey, you look like that celebrity. It would be, you know, hey, Roger. And you say, no, that's that's not uh, my name. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm not James. Me. And I'm just remembering this happened when I was probably in middle school that someone came up to me in a grocery store. And since I was in middle school, I think I, I must have been there with my mom. And they said, oh, hello. I, I can't remember who it was, but I remember it was someone who played Little League baseball. And I didn't play Little League. I was more into hockey. And uh, someone said, oh, hey, Chad. I'm like, I'm sorry, that's not me. And they're like, oh, no. it's And, they, <laughs> and the funny part is when they argue <laughs> for a little while, like, oh, no, you're, you know, Chad so-and-so. I don't want to use any real names. Right. And uh, like, no, I'm sorry. I, you have me mistaken. And they kind of give you that look like, eh, okay, like you're you're just putting them off. Um, well, and then you think, am I crazy? Am I the crazy one? Do I know this person? Right. Did I just forget? You're right. And uh, since I was in young, I you know had a really pretty sharp memory. So it was, you know, it was just a lot of indignation. But yeah, it, you, you doubt yourself for a second when that other person yeah. is so confident and they take that extra step of arguing. With, I think if that happened nowadays – I would be even more worried about, you know, maybe my sanity or or robots or magic or uh, the government or biology. You know, the list goes yeah. on and on. So I think if that happened again today, um, it would definitely be more uh, more of a hit to my my confidence uh, if someone argued with me about my identity. Especially in the age of social media that you could easily, if you had a name, if someone knew the name of your doppelganger and you Googled it and suddenly you saw a picture of yourself and you saw yourself in photos doing things that you hadn't done or don't remember doing, like that's scary. Yeah, that uh, exactly. That's I feel like that's where the where Hollywood and uh, the television has caught on, you know, the, tapping into that fear of, oh, this is you, but it's someone else. Um, you know, in some of those early movies. And uh, I think it continues today, uh, you know, with the birth of the Internet uh, and its, its continuing proliferation. It's just because I, I date myself. But that supermarket thing, that was before, you know, the Internet was really yeah. usable. So, you know, it wasn't like someone just looked at a picture of me. And, it, yeah. and it, you know, and again, it was like some little league, you know, oh, you're a pitcher for the waste management canisters or something you know, <laughs> right, like, right. no i would know if that were me and yeah you not. would know right and and they uh, it, they didn't seem to have much to gain either so uh maybe i do and that doppelganger is out there maybe turned into a professional pitcher and i wouldn't even know it who knows wow. well we'll find out today uh we'll talk to our special guest a little later in the show but first and now it's time for did you know did you know Cats can swim up to 20 miles per hour, but act like they hate water so they won't have to. Did you know the first chair ever made had five legs? Oh. Well, did you know palm trees are completely hollow on the inside? You can drill into them just like a coconut. Did you know if everyone turned their ceiling fans on at the same time, it would collectively cool the world by exactly one degree? Whoa. Well, did you know? Everyone knows Tiffany and Co. invented the engagement ring. But did you know they also uninvented divorce rings? That's why you've never heard of them. That was a mouthful. Yeah. Did you know a motorcycle is just an insecure bicycle? I did know that. Our guest today is Dr. Mark Courtney, professor of psychology from Columbia University. Dr. Mark. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, th thank you, Sally, and thank you, James. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into these kind of, um, as I mentioned before, more ethereal topics because they're hard, they're really difficult for me to get a, a handle on. So thanks for being with us, Dr. Mark. Um, and speaking of doctor, what are you, what is your PhD in? Uh, in psychology. I, I've studied psychology, done a lot of work with clinical psychology, with um, studying uh, the psychological effects of growing up with siblings, 
growing oh. up as an only child. And of course, uh, growing up as twins, I've worked a lot with twins. In your studies, what would you say is the most difficult thing uh, growing up either with a, tr- a twin or with siblings? I'm an only child, so I don't know what that's like. Maybe for all the only children out there, like what what is something that's very challenging in that capacity? Yes, that's a, that's a great question, Sally. And, and uh, may I say, um, you know, as, as an only child, uh, thank you for your for your bravery and strength. Oh, um, yeah, th- uh, what a lot of people don't understand is that you know, only children grow up and they, uh, they're they the only ones that uh, are interacting with the parents. Of course, if you have siblings, if you have, a, and, and, and even more so if you have a twin sibling, you have somebody to share that load. Um, so a lot of, um, a lot of only children come come out of childhood and into their adulthoods with with very unique um, psychological and emotional baggage. Um, no, no assumptions, of course. Out. No, no assumptions, of course. Oh, um, yeah. Now, the hardest thing about being a twin for most people is when um, when when you're growing up as a twin, you grow up with a with a specific bond. And, um, you know, as, as we were talking about uh, doppelgangers um, before the show, uh, something that really struck me was um, in my research, I found that, the, that people who grow up as twins share this bond, but then people who grow up and find someone who is almost identical to them later on, without the bond, it, it causes a kind of psychological break, or it can, it can, it's, 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 it's extremely stressful. Hmm. So I need to clear this for myself so I can maybe get a better handle. So we've done a, we've done previous episodes on clones, um, in your kind of professional opinion and definition, what would be the difference between a clone and a doppelganger or maybe what is a doppelganger? Oh, very good. Yes. So, um, I think the easiest way to understand it is, uh, if you take the analogy of a, package of Play-Doh, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have two colors of Play-Doh and you mix them together, you get a third color. If you split that third color into two pieces, that's kind of like having a twin or a sibling, right? It's the same material going in and then, um, you know, the same material coming out as a different, different uh, expression of those genes. Now, a clone would be if you were somehow able to take that piece of Play-Doh, the third color of Play-Doh, and you are able to uh, expand it so that you had an equal amount of that same color without mixing any of the previous colors together. Now, a doppelganger would be if you had uh, a red Play-Doh and a yellow Play-Doh making an orange Play-Doh, and then you go over to the store shelf and you pick up an orange Play-Doh. So now you have... uh, one that is the combination of two parents uh, creating that person. And then you have one that is identical to it that is from another source. Mm. Well, okay. I, I hope our, our listeners understood that because I'm, you know, I'm uh, when it comes to explanations, I'm, I can be a little dense. Well, first so, you would have to know what Plato was. Right. And I'm assuming it's like um, it's something you bake with uh, yeah. and, and play games with. So, but I got, you know, I like colors and I kind of, I, I got the gist. So, so I'm, I'm going to assume that our listeners understood and it's not their, you know, their mm-hmm. fault for me, not quite grasping. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the world of doppelgangers, because, you know, talking about twins, that makes a lot of sense in, in your studies and, and where your career has gone professionally, when did you realize that doppelgangers were a major part of your study of psychology? Well, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, uh, it was the first time that I uh, saw the movie uh, Single White Female. Um, the The idea of somebody trying to uh, become and usurp somebody else's life was fascinating. And so I started to really dig into it. And I found that it, it's um, a, a more common uh, occurrence than a lot of people tend to believe. Um, the uh, the doppelganger phenomenon is uh, it, it can be quite scarring and it can be quite stressful as I said before um, and usually what happens is one of the uh, of the pair um, 
you know, the, the evil twin, if you were, uh, will try to to either consume metaphorically, of course, or or literally the other of the pair um, in a in a kind of um, let's see, Plato Plato didn't play quite well. Uh, kind of like a Highlander situation where okay, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah. So so when when two doppelgangers uh, are met with one another, usually one will try to take over the other. Um, sure, absorb their power. There can be only sense. one. Right, right. Uh, not unlike the one, oh. the Jet Li. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, you lost me again, but I, I, yeah. I mean, that was an interdimensional thing, but yeah. this is, okay. yeah, this, you know, so it's purely science fiction, of course. Yeah, we're, we're, so, de- we're dealing with Highlander magic, yeah. Right, right. So that, but that does ask, uh, beg the question, where do doppelgangers come from? Uh, can, can they be kind of, uh, can they be, um, constructed out of thin air or other dimensions or or is it can they come from a lot of different places well some some people believe that doppelgangers are um a a a byproduct of being separated at birth as twins um you know the, the the old story is you know child grows up with with parents believing they are an only child um and then uh, at some point in their life, they're met with their with their double self. Um, you know, this this happens. You know, it's probably what happens with doppelgangers about, uh, you know, a fifth of the time. Now, now, Sally, as you said before, only child, you probably don't have anything to worry about it. Yeah, so don't, I, you know, don't. I, just get told, I just get told I look like Margot Robbie. I don't really fear there being a doppelganger of me. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Most people, uh, most people don't, don't have anything to fear. Um, now some people think that doppelgangers are, um, just, you know, a, a glitch in the matrix as it were. Um, do you, do you, James, do you know the, the, the matrix? Is that, um, that's, uh, it's a kind of an old, uh, old printer, right? Oh, oh, uh, this, this is, um, this is a, a simulation, right? Uh, uh, the world is, a, is, is the, the, the theory is that we are all plugged into a simulation um, oh, and, and there's a finite amount of computing power. So, you know, at, at some point, um, you know, the, the computer that runs simulation will have to copy itself. Um, similarly to, you know, if you're if you're playing um, uh, if you're playing a video game and you have multiple skins on one character. Right. Wow, a, okay. uh, a Super Smash Brothers type of situation. Uh, you know, there's only so oh. much. Um, memory that the program can 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 withstand so it glitches and it, it creates a copy right and and to fit into that theory the 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 madness or the psychological break that comes from being met with your double um is a is a way of awakening the mind to the fact of being inside a simulation mm. okay Okay, because I was very interested in the idea of the concept of the spirit double, um, that instead of uh, an alien way of looking at it, we're looking at it a supernatural way, because in my study of doppelgangers, my brief study of of them prior to coming on here, um, they go as far back as ancient Egypt, they're in Norse mythology, they have so many different kinds of names over the years, um, but one thing that is all encompassing is the concept of the alter ego. So it could even be like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde scenario where you have, uh, the same person, but they're experiencing um, a different side of themselves or they're split completely. If we wanted to go the matrix route. Yes. I, I have heard of, uh, some theories, um, I've, um, I don't want to call him a rival per se, but there are some in the community who believe that it is uh, a more of a psychological condition and less of a physical, physical one. But I have seen I have seen actual phys- photographic evidence of totally unrelated um, people who bear such a striking resemblance to each other that um, to 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 have them in the same place at the same time seems nearly impossible. Wow. And and for me, that's what Real True Facts is all about, is that 
you you basically or you essentially just said that doppelgangers are real and that helped that helps me and hopefully some of our, our listeners out there because you know as it's becoming more apparent this it, it's not clear cut it's not oh well this is a doppelganger and this is where they all come from it it's now now i'm starting to understand that some of them um are from biological parents uh, a same biological parents some of them are from you know uh, glitches some of them are from the spirit world because we we know all of these things are real because we've you know that's what we've established in some of these past episodes talking to some of our other experts so it's really interesting to hear hear this and now it, it helps me because you know i'm one for simple answers but mm-hmm. uh, certainly that's not always the case now dr mark what would cause a doppelganger to show up i am living my whole life i am an only child i don't have any um instances of of a biological twin suddenly something supernatural happens and i have a doppelganger what would cause something like that uh it could be uh, any number of things you know there, there are some people who uh who theorize that there is some sort of um mechanism in a more primitive part of the brain that that brings these uh two together, um, you know, something in, in the uh, amygdala. Um, there is, uh, there are some people who believe that it is a, um, you know, where, wherever, wherever the soul lives, uh, you know, biologically speaking, uh, and in the synapses in our brain, that there's something in the, in the connections that, uh, that will draw these two people together. Um, you know, some people who are um, uh, more spiritual believers uh, will call it fate. Uh, and I think that goes back to the belief of uh, doppelgangers being portents of um, of ill ill comings, right? Oh, our famous harbingers of doom. That's right. What we encounter a lot on, on this show. So um, so perhaps that is true or it, it seems like it, it can be. You know, it's one of those. It's not a simple yes or no. They're Excuse always the harbinger of doom. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording. Uh, uh, Dr. Mark, are you okay? I shouldn't have said Harbinger of Doom. Harbinger of Doom. I have a Hello? Yes. Yeah. Say- yes. Oh, oh, Dr. Mark, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, we heard, we heard a, a thud. No, no, no. That's, uh, I, my, I, my, my, I dropped my phone. I dropped my phone and, uh, I, so I apologize for that. I, I hope it uh, didn't cause too much um, too much trouble for the audio. No, we can always. I can always cut that out later. Yeah, we can. Perfect. You know, Perfect. Good. Yes. Like, I yes. assumed it was a pet or something. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah. a pet. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, yes, I have a dog. So, um, yeah, we were just. <laughs> I was just talking about they're not always necessarily a harbinger of doom. It sounds like, uh, you know, with it, when it comes to a doppelganger and, um, uh, you know, so there, I think maybe do doppelgangers maybe get a bad rap for sure. Yes. Doppelgangers, uh, you know, they're actually, um, they're actually very, uh, they're fine. They're good. Um, when, when, you know, doppelgangers to get together, a lot of them, um, you know, they, they find a lot of peace. Uh, they're able to they're able to discuss the the you know the the missing parts of their lives that the other can fill in for them. So uh, you know, the this whole idea of harbinger of doom is is that the the phrasing you used? Yeah, um, yeah I mean this this was a, a theory that uh, we posed only moments ago oh yeah no 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 no. yes no i yes i remember totally remember uh yeah i i i brought that up I, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry i'm sometimes sometimes I'm, I'm so so forgetful um yes no uh i was i was thinking more about it and really doppelgangers are nothing to worry about um you know uh there there have been they they get a bad uh shake in the media um like that movie um uh uh, what's the one? Uh, the girl. Uh, she takes out. The, um, the talented Miss Ripley. Uh, oh, uh, that is a good one. Yes, uh, that one. Yeah. Um, the, the other one with the girl. Uh, oh, uh, single white female. That's it. Of course. You know what? That, that's that's a, a totally a fictionalized, um, you know, sensationalized uh, uh, portrayal 
of doppelgangers or or of the phenomenon, you know, quote unquote phenomenon of doppelgangers. It's, it's really um, they, they should be trusted more than people give them credit. Trusted. Yes. What do you mm-hmm. trust? So trusted. That's well, well, you know, I mean, now that we we think about it, because sometimes we just have to talk things out and. And I know, uh, Dr. Mark, since you are a doctor and from a science community, that sometimes when we start our research, it kind of looks one way and, and you know, we kind of ask you where you started and everything. But so that could be a very uh, easy way to go is to think like, OK, this is not natural. This is a, a supernatural thing. Maybe this is a, a biological phenomenon. Maybe we're looking at, you know, is it a harbinger of doom? Who knows? You know, I kind of like the idea that. You might have a, uh, a built-in friend out there somewhere. You might have someone that looks like you, but is not really you. And, uh, you know, maybe they could assist you. It's like uh, that Flintstones episode where Fred had to be two places at once. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone always has that fantasy where it's like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, stay home and then send my double out into the world to go to this meeting or to go to this uh, networking thing that I want. I don't want to go to. So, um, you know, that's that's interesting. You bring that up. It, it's you know started out one way. But as we know from science, things can easily change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, that that's one of the reasons I love uh, psychology and learning and science, you know. Uh, you learn new uh, information and you can change your mind. It's it's um, encouraged. So uh, earlier you mentioned that there can be mental breaks and, and you know, mental stress if, if one not always. But if, if sometimes if one meets their their doppelganger, their, it can cause that sort of thing is I mean, should we not worry about that? Now? Is that what you're saying or I'm. Well, you know, I, I, I think when I said that before, um, you know, mental stress, it's a word we psychologists like to throw around, you know, think of it as, um, oh, think of it as professional jargon. What does it really mean? Right. Mental stress. So to us, laypersons, it's kind of like an overreaction or something like we would take it as much more dangerous than, you know, than it would really be like if someone had a mental break. What's the the big harm or what's what's the big you know, what what does that actually mean? Yeah, I I mean, you know, a a break could be uh, as simple as, you know, like a. Like uh, uh, when you, uh, uh, you uh, when you forget something in your car, right? And sure. you think, oh no, I'm I'm so upset about leaving that thing in my car. Mm-hmm. Uh, I now I have to go get it and waste all this time. So you know, mental break. It's it doesn't. It's it really doesn't give any indication of severity. It's you know, again, it. We should just trust. Folks, and and you know, Sally, I think you bring up a, a good point. Um, you know, having having a built-in friend somewhere, somewhere out there. You know, someone who can uh, who can can help you and and help take care of things that you deal with. It's it's a comforting fact, right? Right? Yeah, I think I would like somebody like that. Of course, of course, of course. So uh, I, I think we should ponder this for a moment, uh, take a quick break, and then come back and talk more about doppelgangers with Dr. Mark Courtney. What do you say? Yeah, we'll be right back. We are back on Real True Facts with psychologist Dr. Mark Courtney talking all about doppelgangers today. Uh, Dr. Mark, thanks for coming back after our break. Of, of course, yeah. Uh, again, really nice to be here. Thank you, Sally and, and James, for, for inviting me today. Thanks for, for, for being here. Um, yeah, we, um, as uh, in Real True Facts fashion, you know, it kind of starts one way and we learn that things aren't uh, as bad as we thought. Um, one thing we were kind of uh, 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 talking about in uh, in the beginning of the show was how could you tell if if you were in fact yourself a doppelganger? So, like, is there a is there a test that you've ever administered in your profession, or um, are there you know before you get to that phase, are there signs we should look for? Um, 
you know, especially in the case with Sally, who is a single child, maybe it sounds like, uh, while she certainly has nothing to worry about, it, it sounds like her odds might be slightly higher. Is there anything she should be looking for? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, I've definitely given uh, surveys, tests, um, working with my patients, um, and, uh, you know, a lot of them are uh, questioned uh, kind of surveys that you might take uh, when you're, you know, similar to the ones that you might do in, in high school when you're trying to figure out what you want to do uh, professionally, right? Oh, an aptitude okay. test. Yes, yes, aptitude, yes, thank you, okay. yeah, yes. Um, okay. So replacement, okay. Right, so, so um, you know, it goes through uh, all, all manner of different uh, topics about your personality and, and your personality traits. Of course, then it does ask um, if there are any strange occurrences that you uh, tend to uh, experience um, I believe uh, someone was talking about an incident in a grocery store. Was it? Did I hear? Uh, yes. Yes, I mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah, yes. in a grocery store. Yeah. So if things if things like that happen to you often, um, that's uh, that could be a sign that you have uh, a doppelganger out there. But uh, again, um, nothing to worry about. Uh, they are uh, usually um, quite quite beneficial. Um, you okay. know, as I said, they they can help. Uh, it can help you understand uh, your life had different circumstances occur, right? Um, that's that's usually um, the main benefit that 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 I've seen in my studies of, of people who have experienced a doppelganger uh, confront. I, I don't want to say confrontation. <laughs> that's such a that's such a that's such a word that, uh, that, that very aggressive. Right, right. Of course, uh, a doppelganger incident. Right. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit here because a lot of times on the show, we'll talk about the media and pop culture, Hollywood. Uh, we've mentioned movies, single white female, uh, Highlander, oh, talented okay. Mr. Ripley. So uh, and a lot of these movies and TV shows, we see a lot of the same tropes being played out mm -hmm. uh, for looking at a doppelganger or an evil twin. Uh, but like you said, maybe they're, they're not evil. Uh, which ones other than the ones you mentioned get it right? Like, is it, um, is it bad to continue to see evil twins with eye patches and goatees? Is that ignorant? Uh, is that rooted in truth somewhere? Where did the the eye patch and the goatee come from? Great question, Sally. So, um, you know, th there is a, a long history of um, you know concern over a double self, someone who looks enough like you that they could enact you know their will and and have it affect uh, your own life. It's it's it, I think it's a it's a fear that is rooted in. Um, some very uh, early memories and, and early, um, you know, early psychological developments that we face in, in childhood when we are beginning to understand uh, the separation that we have from our parents, right? As, as we become individuals, we, we begin to wonder, wow, how individual am I, right? Um, and so uh, the, the, the tropes of having the eye patch and, and goatee, uh, you know, the scar over one eye, or the um, you know the the one character who wears a red shirt, the other character wears you know a, a blue shirt. Um, these types of, of depictions are um, you know some are rooted in in historical fact. Um, in one case study, I believe there was a journal found in a um, uh, a maritime officer's uh, chest at one point, and it, it spoke about how he met a a man who who bore an uncanny resemblance to him. Of course, being sailors, very dangerous work. Uh, the, the the naval officer only only had one eye, so his double actually what was the non eye patch twin. If you, if mm. yeah, right. I, so he would have started as the original looking one. Well, yeah, I mean, he was original to himself, of course. And, and that's the tricky part of it all is, you know, um, if I'm me, uh, and I am, of course, <laughs> if, if I'm me and I, and I happen to have a doppelganger out there somewhere, um, you know, uh, 
who's to say that they are not seeing me as their doppelganger and and the, the quote unquote evil twin? Does that make sense? Yes, yes. I, I think it's something we've encountered on the show before that really evil is a is a point of view, is perspective. You know, no one would say, "Hello, I'm evil." It's always someone else who is evil. So it's it, it just depends on which direction you're looking. Right. It's 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 um, it's less about original and extra crispy, and more about. Um, Code Red and Baja Blast. So that's that's chicken and Mountain Dew. Mountain right. Dew. Yes. So two two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, if that coin's not evil, then then neither of sides is evil, right? Mm. Yeah. It's like here I am. Do you want original or extra crispy? Right. And, Which and, one do you want? And you would, yeah. and you would be both. I mean, you you know, yeah. you and your doppelganger would both right. be original, right? Right. To them, but sometimes maybe you want to be extra crispy. But sometimes you want to be original. It it doesn't necessarily mean that the other one is the wrong one. Or even bad, right? Yeah. I mean, left sock, right sock. They're both socks. And someone arg- would argue that you would need both socks and that's a great point you can function with just one i mean i guess you could function with one sock or no socks but it is ideal to function with both socks mm-hmm. great point yeah you i would imagine have, having two uh two of one thing is often uh is often good Right? You know, this, this is just making me want a doppelganger. See, I, yes. I, didn't, I, I didn't want one. And I was scared because of the whole Harbinger of Doom thing. But I'll equate it to our uh, last episode that we have out now about angels and demons. We found out from talking to our celestial economist that there could be a demon out there that cares more about you than an angel. There could be a demon out there that loves you and an angel that doesn't really care too much about you. So I guess it all just comes down to perspective and experience. And, and you know, as I said, the, the harbinger of doom, I, I, I feel like from a professional standpoint, we should just put that phrase to bed, right? I mean, what, what, what is doom anymore, right? I mean, uh, when, when people were first starting to talk about doppelgangers, uh, you know, oh, oh, there's, there's my double, my, my crops will fail, right? That's, 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 uh, oh, that's, uh, it, it's, sure. it's so quick. One, uh, one person's doom would, could be another person's, uh, you know, elation or, or, or something, you know, um, that, uh, makes perfect, perfect sense. It, uh, it just depends on what direction you're looking. Right. So again, if you see your doppelganger out there, there's nothing to worry about. You know, you could even go up and, and introduce yourselves. Um, a lot of a lot of doppelgangers, when they first meet, actually they find it comforting to give a hug to someone that is almost identical to them. You know, really, really embrace, really let your guard down. Because if you can't let your guard down with yourself, who can you? Who can you? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'd like to talk more about um, the beginnings of your career, because we, we kind of had an overview here. Um, in the beginning of your career, had you ever encountered uh, a, a twin or a doppelganger that wasn't biological? Because a lot of times we start out researching these things, we're going based on uh, off of precedence and, and things that we have seen uh, before that maybe case studies, maybe uh, experiments that your contemporaries have done. Um, can you recall when you first started out how you felt when you first saw a doppelganger? Because obviously they exist. So there had to have been a moment where you saw one the first time. Can you recount that experience for us? Uh, yes, of course. Um, you know, I was I was doing uh, some undergraduate work um, in California, um, and 
what we, I mean, of course, in more population dense areas, you have a higher chance of running into a doppelganger, right? I mean, if, if you're living out in, you know, the countryside of, of uh, Arkansas, uh, you have less of a chance of, of, of actually meeting just because of population density. So um, I, was, I was in Berkeley and uh, we were doing a study on uh, adolescents, twin, twin adolescents, and um, actually it was, it was a, a parent, uh, two, two parents of two of different families that we were studying. Um, they, uh, the one family came in, we met them, spoke to them, spoke to their children, and then uh, another family came in later in the week and my, my, uh, my cohort and I uh, had a very hard time believing, you know, that, that this was a different, a different father of a different family. Now, you know, of course, at first we thought now, hey, now, is this, is this, a, a, you know, is, is, is he, is he the father of multiple families? But no, it was, it was two separate people. Um, and when uh, we actually uh, asked them both to meet, uh, neither of them were siblings. Neither of them had any uh, history of twins in, in their families. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they bonded over the experience. Um, you know, both were fathers, both lived in the area. Uh, their, their children were around the same age. So they had a lot of, they had a lot of similar experiences, but of course, you know, being individuals, they had a lot of different experiences that they, that they, that they shared with one another. Um, and so while, you know, while initially jarring to see, um, some real good, uh, uh, self-actualization and uh, uh, bonding, f- friendship bonding occurred uh, in, in, in the, uh, I mean, I don't want to say aftermath because again, that's such a, <laughs> that's such a, con- a confrontational word, but in, uh, um, you know, after they met. So it sounds like overall it was a positive experience the first time you encountered uh, doppelgangers. Yes, doppelganger. oh, very, yes, very positive. In fact, I don't, I don't know where all of the, um, you know, the ire uh, comes from. Um, and in my experience, most doppelganger pairs that meet, whether it's accidental or, um, you know, uh, set up from, from mutual friends or acquaintances, um, usually they get along swimmingly well. Do you have any theories as to why there would be this negative connotation uh, with doppelgangers? This this sort of um, you know negative idea of a spirit double, alter ego, harbinger. Like where where does that come from? You know, uh, again, I think it comes from a time before real good science was being done. Um, you know, if if you lived in an agrarian society that that held very strong uh, spiritual beliefs um, and you didn't quite understand, you had to come up with an explanation for why there was somebody who looked and sounded exactly like you, uh, you know, the, the, the conclusion one could jump to, it, it's, not a, it's not a stretch to see that, that the, the idea would be, oh, that's someone dangerous or scary for some reason. But um, as I said, the more that the, in my experience, um, you know, most of these people have a, have a very positive relationship and, and sometimes I, you know, there are, there are very long lasting friendships that come out of them that, that last, uh, you know, very close friendships that last, um, you know, for, for decades even. I'm not a psychologist, but I'll take my, uh, take a stab at this. Uh, you know, when you're a kid or even when you're an old person, um, people say, well, you're special and that makes you feel good. Or, you know, he's, oh, this is my special little boy. Imagine if someone told you, oh, well, you're just one of many, right? You would immediately have this sense of uh, of dislike and hatred for the others, right? It's almost like this inherent human nature sort of things in a lot of cultures. I know if someone said, oh, well, hey, you're, you're great and all, but there are a lot of people that are just as great. You know, you'd immediately feel... Uh, inferior even though it's a level playing field maybe in other cultures it's you know seen as there's camaraderie or or brotherhood or sisterhood or a group mind or hive mind but you know if someone said hey you're 
you know, James, you're just uh, there's just an, another one of you. I'd immediately want that other one hunted down and eliminated. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, yeah, I mean that that's definitely uh, that does make sense, um, especially when you think of you know popular phrasing like "oh, you're one in a million, which sounds great, but of course, you know that there are you know six six billion people on, on the planet. So you know, if you do the math, uh, you know, there there are quite a few people who are uh, sure, and that's that's like what I said toward the beginning of the show, where I, you know, I, the odds are there's probably someone out there pretty similar to me, or that's just as good at uh, activity X, Y, and Z. That the numbers, uh, you know, the, the the math is just there. That's what the numbers say. Just like uh, when you alluded to popular, uh, more populated uh, areas, more dense areas, uh, you're more likely to encounter. Uh, uh, a doppelganger. So I, I think it's this, um, we're in this kind of denial that uh, we don't want it to be the case. We want to be special and, uh, you know, making that other person or thing evil, even if they're just trying to live their own life or lives. Are you, are you sure you, you never studied psychology, James? Cause <laughs> I have to say that that is a, that is a, a very astute observation. A very special and unique point of view. <laughs> yeah. That no one else has. Right. That's what I want to hear. Uh, but unfortunately, it's not the truth. I think it's important to feel special and uh, know that you're you're one in a million. You're, you're one of kind. But uh, at the same time, too, I can see how that would get very lonely. You know, humans are social creatures. We want community. We want family. And, uh, you know, there is a sort of fascination in what would happen if you actually did encounter um, someone who looked exactly like you. You know, would there be this competition or would it be uh, acceptance? And I think, uh, you know, on the show, we we deal with that a lot and we talk a lot about, uh, you know, what we might do if if you, uh, you know, if we encountered that and honestly, I don't know what I would do. I think I'd be kind of excited. Uh, James, how would you feel if you encountered a a doppelganger? Wow. Uh, well, well, I mean, my first natural instinct would probably be kind of, uh, uh, would be fear and, uh, a sense of, um, yeah. And encroaching fear and like, Oh, well, this uh, person may be better than me. And, uh, for no good reason, they may just be, they could even be nicer than I am. And uh, so that's this weird sort of uh, human fear. And it makes me want to put a spin on one of our classic questions, uh, Sally, and t- uh, put this classic yeah. question to Dr. Mark. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our classic question, what do you do, right? Uh, how do you defend yeah. yourself? What do you, you do? Yourself? Right. And, yeah. But in this case, it might be, Dr. Uh, Mark, what do you – call you Dr. Mark. Dr. Mark Courtney, Dr. Courtney would probably be more uh, appropriate. But – what would you recommend rather than how would you defend yourself or, you know, if you believe that's the case, well, if you encounter what you think is your doppelganger, what should you do? Uh, that is a great question, James. Um, you know, uh, again, I, 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 I tend to push uh, for a more welcoming and open dialogue among doppelganger folk. Right. I mean, if there's, um, you know, if there's anything that I've learned, a lot of the animosity that comes from, um, you know, uh, meeting someone who seems identical to you for some reason or another, that it's 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 unfounded. And, and James, I understand. I understand how you would feel, um, you know, possibly threatened by, by someone who's so similar to you. But again, um, you know, we're we're nothing to be afraid of. Um they're, you know, uh, they, uh, the, the, um, they are, doppelgangers are often um, totally, totally um, friendly and, and helpful. And um, <clears throat> um, so, so no stop, drop and roll. You're saying engage in a friendly conversation then? Yes. Yes. Shake hands, get to know them. Uh, nothing to fear. Right. No, there's, there's no bad apples in, in all of them. Well, I mean, I, you know, you, I, you can't you can't say that about uh, all of, of anything, of, of course. But, uh, um, you know, uh, the, by and large, most has been have been a positive experience when uh, when a doppelganger meets their their original, if you will. 
error on the side of of the common good. Yes. Yeah. So let's just have a little scenario here because we're winding down a little bit. Say I meet my doppelganger. We meet, shake hands. It's chill. We realize we're exactly the same and it's all good. Now what? Where do we go from here knowing that there are two of us? Do we work together towards the same life or do we split completely and maybe check in with each other on Facebook occasionally, but I'm off doing my thing. She's off doing her thing. Where do we go after that? That is a great question, Sally. Um, the, it, it, it's totally dependent on the pair, right? Um, if you have room in your life, in your, you know, in your heart for an, another friend, a, um, you know, uh, an almost sibling, an almost self, really, um, then, you know, take those efforts, make that time to to really get to know each other and, and see how the two paths uh, have diverged, uh, so to speak, right? Um, you know, the, the, the paths that we take through life lead us towards and away uh, people. And as, as we come together, you know, um, it's, it's often important to take note of, uh, of the circumstances that brought you there, right? Sometimes that is um, enough to forge a friendship. Um, you know, if, if you both meet at a sporting event, hey, you're both fans of the same team. That's something to, to be friends about, right? Um, of course, if, if, you're, if your life is spiraling and, and busy with, with all kinds of things and you just want to get away from your own life and you just need a break from the stresses and you, you can't can't deal with it as much and and hey there's this other person over here and and you know like their life seems a lot better and you know and then you can like hey why don't i just um you know jump in there and and drive test drive a little bit you know right right i mean if that's the case then then maybe take a little bit more space Mm -hmm. Um, right i think that's a a philosophical uh, uh kind of take on things and it helps because my first thought when that comes to mind is one of those game shows where you, uh, you know, you choose to either, you know, try and take all the money or split the money. And if you both choose right, you, you know, split the money. Or if you, you know, both choose wrong, nobody gets anything or you can, tr- you know, trick the other person almost like a, you know, Mexican standoff. And um, that's kind of what I think of if I met a, a doppelganger, it would be, OK, well, do I need to get him before he gets me? I think I would worry about them wanting to uh, kill me and assume my life. That's exact, exactly what I mean. You know, yeah. it, it wouldn't be that I want their life. It would be, well, w- if, <laughs> if they do want mine, for whatever reason, if they think it's better, I better stop them before they t- – you know, it, it goes, just goes back to that, yeah. that natural fear that is – unfounded even if we're totally hit it off we're like oh this is great we're so much alike or what if it was me what if my doppelganger had a cool life and i had a crappy life and i looked at them and and like social media i saw them on instagram or something i was cruising the real true facts instagram at real true facts gram uh on ig and i saw them and they were having a cool time and i was not doing anything with my life what's to stop me from turning into the evil twin and taking over their life. So, you know, there, there is a philosophical debate with that. And, you know, Dr. Corney, I'm going to, I'm going to blame you for this because we've never had a psychologist on the show before. So I feel like I'm, my brain is under the microscope a little bit. So I I don't know if that's good or bad, but you're definitely doing your job today. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think, so I think, I think to to just, you know, if you meet your doppelganger, you know, Yes. Be, learn learn about them and what they've been going through and how their life is, because you know you n- you never know um, when or if you you will need a um, uh, an escape route from from your own life. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to get uh, a little jumpy myself. I mean, I want to put it out there to our listeners: shoot us a note, an email, or a, a message. You know, what would you do and 
uh, ethically speaking, I mean, you think it would be wrong to to kill your doppelganger and assume their identity? Like, would that be so wrong? Right. Would anyone would know? Yeah. Would anyone know? Would it be wrong? Would it be wrong? Would it? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, listeners, you can email us at uh, our brand new email address, mail at realtruefactspodcast.com. Um, answer that question. Would you kill your doppelganger and assume they're alive? Or if you're a doppelganger, would you... Uh, again, I... I'm sorry, what? Oh, no, yes, go ahead. Continue your question. And uh, yeah, I guess which are you? If you are a doppelganger, uh, listeners or anyone out there for that matter, you know what's? Are, are you in the right? What is right? What is wrong? My brain's really starting to to hurt here. Uh, we're gonna have to take a. Should we take a quick break? If, and yeah, we'll let's take a quick up. break. Yeah, let's do that. We're back after our final break here on Real True Facts. This week, discussing what turned out to be deep and dark for many of us, doppelgangers. Um, Sally, uh, are you having the same kind of ethical um, ethical quandary that I am? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Is it okay to kill your doppelganger? Is it okay for your doppelganger to kill you? Right. Uh, and what's to yeah, because it, it just brings up those inherent questions like, are you you, you know, and it, is it wrong if you're taking this other life? It, is it your own? And I, I, I just keep going around in circles. So, yeah. Are you deleting a copy or some an original? Who knows? Right. So, yeah, I just want to thank again, uh, Dr. Mark Courtney, uh, for coming out and really massaging our brains on this, really kind of teasing it out and and uh, giving our brains a good workout and our uh, souls and our, you know, ethical bodies. Yeah, of, of course. Again, thank you. Thank you so much. It was a, it was a pleasure uh, to to be here with both of you. All right. Thank you, Dr. Mark Courtney. Uh where can we catch you next? Are you going off on a book tour, uh, TED Talks? Where can we find you? Oh, uh, you know, I was um, I was going to lay low for a little bit. I've, I've been very busy lately, um, and so I've I've got some uh, projects to attend to uh, around the house. You know, um, so um, you know, uh, uh, um. I'm taking a little bit of a break. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, little real do it yourself. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Mark Courtney. Uh, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, and we will say goodbye to Dr. Mark and our doppelgangers. Thanks for coming on. Um, wow, James, crazy show today. Yeah, I'm still, my my brain is still kind of hurting on this one. Um, yeah. So I, I just have to go straight to the, I just have to go straight to the plugs and say, you know, you can you can listen to us on all the the major platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, and then if you go to uh, realtruefactspodcast.com, it'll take you right to our our Podbean to listen. Uh, leave a comment, leave a rating, let us know your thoughts so we can uh, uh, really give you the best content we can. Uh, and we're also on YouTube because a lot of people like to use the YouTube app to listen to audio. It's a real thing. They do. Uh, And I'd like to give a quick shout out to Samantha. Uh, She commented on our Instagram the other day that she and her boyfriend uh, love listening to the show. They don't miss an episode. So, uh, Samantha, if you're listening, thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate it. We've got listeners from all over the world. Um, and uh, we really can't do it without you. So thank you so much for listening. If you want to send us messages, you can do that at our email again that is mail at realtruefactspodcast.com you can also follow us on instagram at realtruefactsgram send us comments you can uh, dm us all that good stuff Uh, occasionally we'll post questions to engage our listeners Uh, you're welcome to answer those questions and if you have any of your own ask them if we like it we'll feature it on the show and uh comment tell your friends get the word out on the show the more people that listen to us the better we can get those real true facts out there for you agreed agreed so 
I think that's it. I think that's all we got today. Uh, I'm exhausted, and uh, hopefully my doppelganger doesn't come to kill me later, uh, which might be hard from the bunker, but uh, hopefully so. We will uh, thank Dr. Mark Courtney again. Uh, Thank you, James, and thank you to all of our listeners. We'll see you next week. And remember, dear listeners, keep questioning your world, because just because you hear about it or read about it doesn't mean it's true. We'll see you next time. 